You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, the 2nd of March, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us, as usual, is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, lots of crazy things going on, so we got lots to talk about. Boy, there's no doubt about that. You know, and one reminder before we get started, last week we talked about RRSP season in Canada and how that deadline was approaching, and now it has come and gone. But for our American listeners, the IRA season is still upon us, and hopefully most American listeners know that they can buy gold and silver in their IRA, and that Sprott Money and a company called New Direction have teamed up to help assist American listeners in purchasing and storing precious metals within your self-directed IRA. It's easy. It's seamless, and you can further diversify by storing in depositories around the United States and Canada. The deadline, of course, is April 15th, so you've got to call 888-861-0775 or check out SprottMoney.com for more details. Uh, yeah, good time to be buying physical, Eric. Let's start there. I picked up a note this week from that small gold website that India, the country of India... For all of 2017, imported 901 metric tons of gold. In just 2017, that's up 55% from 2016. What do you make of that number? Well, it's a big, big number. As uh, There's a number out there of uh, gold production, ex-China, ex-Russia, because they don't export, of a total of 2,200 tons a year. So for, for uh, India to buy 900 of those 2,200 tons is absolutely incredible. And uh, I know that I think the World Gold Council all of 17 was estimating some really weak number for um, Indian demand. And uh, that number of 900 is just it's shocking, although logical. Um, and and how, they, how they can supply it all, goodness knows, because between uh, the, Chi- the Chinese demand the Indian demand, the Russian demand. I mean, thank God people in the West aren't buying coins, right? I mean, the right. price would be going absolutely crazy if they were actually um, buying physical gold and silver over here. But the stunning number. And there was one other number. They, uh, they showed the Chinese silver uh, imports in, um, in January, and they were 493 tons, up 85% year over year. So, again, a stunning kind of change. And... Uh, if I could round it to uh, 500, that's about 6,000 tons a year in a 20, I think 28,000 ton market. So that's the imports plus they produce their own as well. So it's, um, there's, there's some big buyers out there of, uh, precious metals. None of them in, in the, in the Western nations, but, uh, other than China, other than Germany, of course, um, but it, I'd say the demand is, is pretty rock solid here. You mentioned Western demand, Eric. And, of course, that is largely determined by price here in the West. We don't want anything if it's going down. We only want it if it's going up. And uh, that has not been the case with gold this week, actually, for the last couple of weeks. But it started to turn around a little bit yesterday. What do you, what do you think of price here? Well, it's interesting. On that same theme, Craig, uh, here, I'll tell you two things that are going down. Bonds and stocks. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going down pretty hard, okay? And uh, bonds are in a bear market. I mean, we're in a serious correction in the stock market here. Uh, I think people will, you know, pause thinking about stocks. And, of course, every day we read about how extreme everything is in terms of valuations in the market and so on and so forth. And, of course, we all ignore it until all of a sudden it starts falling apart. 
And then I think we pretty quickly connected that. So you know what? Should have fallen apart. And there's lots of reasons for it to go lower. And um, I find it really interesting that we've got, now we've had Bitcoin kind of, or the cryptocurrencies crash, uh, the bond market's in the bear market. Now we've got the stock market really looking vulnerable. They're like really vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was most impressed by the recovery in gold yesterday. And the, so far today, the little increase while uh, the Dow's getting hammered. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the precious metals at least hanging in there when every, all about us are getting hammered, okay? That's really why we're in it. And uh, on a relevant basis, I mean, we're doing incredibly well. Uh, just by holding our own here. But if we could ever get a little bit of momentum into the, the one group that's kind of going up this year, we'll be off to the races. Yeah, you mentioned uh, whether gold will will rally or fall. And that's always on people's minds because if they're in the space 10 years ago, they recall that as the great financial crisis began, gold went down from 1000 down to 700 before eventually turning with all of the uh, extraordinary measures that the central banks were taking. What, you know, we kind of saw gold fall with the stock market in early February, too. Uh, what, what would you expect? If we did get into a 20% correction, 25% drop in, in uh, equities, what would, what would you expect to happen, Eric? I know that's on a lot of folks' minds. I, I would expect the precious metals to go up. I mean, it, it's been a lagging group uh, since 2011, right? I mean, we've really done nothing as everything else in the world has gone up, every asset class. And now that you kind of have almost all those asset classes failing and you're, you're looking around, well, where can I go here? I got to think that um, uh, gold, precious metals, physical, and, and the stocks are going to catch a bid here. And they're, they're incredibly uh, cheap on, on any basis you want to use, okay, Your profitability, cash flow, uh, net asset value, that sort of thing. So I think they're going to catch a bid here. Uh, you know, I've been a consistent buyer. I, I think there's lots of opportunity in, in the, uh, the gold stocks. So I, I, I'm really pleased that gold was able to rebound yesterday as the market really took a hammering in the afternoon. The gold rallied very strongly. And I'm glad to see it rallying uh, this morning as we're speaking. And the, and the Dow's down over 300 points yet again. So looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, a lot of this, uh, they at least at this point, they're blaming on these new uh, trade policies that Trump is rolling out. You know, he uh, appointed a guy back when he, just last year even, when he was just getting started, a guy by the name of Peter Navarro to his uh, trade council, and now he's making him a chief trade advisor. And Peter Navarro has written books with titles like Death by China and The Coming China Wars. Uh, all of a sudden, we're talking what looks to be a trade war. Any way that you can see uh, global trade wars playing out? As well, I don't think they're ever a positive. In fact, I saw an article on Zero Hedge where uh, the U.S. put a tariff on steel back in 2004. Uh, no, 2003, I think it was. And the market went down 30%, and the tariff didn't la didn't make it through the whole year. Right. Um, and I, I would imagine, you know, we, we have to wait and see what the repercussions are going to be. I mean, there's no doubt that the U.S. economy has suffered for a long, long, long time by the lack of anyone trying to protect industry in the country. I mean, I, I feel sorry for people who who rely on factories and manufacturing things to survive because there's been absolutely no care uh, for that area. I mean, everything's become financial. You know, as long as you can squeeze more beeps out of somebody, the world is good, supposedly. But, right. Um, 
it's been bad, okay? So you, you do need a little bit of uh, a strengthening of the trade policies, but you know what's the effect on the stock market? Like it would be good for jobs to have tariffs. Uh, the stock market, totally different question. There will be uh, outcomes in other countries, I think, as um, reactions to this. And I think we all know collectively that trade wars, uh, nobody wins a trade war. So that's the way I'd probably characterize it. Yeah, and I guess where I'm going with that is if, if tra- you know, it takes two two sides to have a war, right? As you famously said, uh, <laughs> if if that's where we're headed, and uh, and other countries slap stuff back on the U.S., how is that good for the global economy, and how does that potentially upset this whole narrative of you know four to five rate hikes this year? And even the the Bank of Japan was talking about eliminating some of their QE overnight. I mean, come on, seriously. Well, I mean, the whole narrative of the, this supposedly strong economic recovery, it's all built on the back of central bank easing, okay? Who's kidding who? Right. And you can't reverse that and still expect things to be normal. They're not going to be normal. We've already seen it, for example, in housing permits. I think for January or February came out, I'm not, I'm probably January. Anyway, down something like 4.7%. We see the GDP in the fourth quarter was weak again. I mean, we see the GDP now forecast of the Atlanta Fed it was 5.2 at one time. Now it's 2.5, probably because the guy had the numbers reversed in the first one by mistake. Okay? <laughs> so it went from 5.2, 5.2 to 2.5. <laughs> Gee, how did they make oops. that mistake? Uh, yeah, oops. So I think the whole narrative of things being strong is is a hoax it, because it's it can't stay strong if, if there's nobody out there buying the securities and the bonds and things like that. So rates are going to go higher here and uh, – you know, the markets are going to pay. All right, Eric, one last question. Uh, and this is just kind of, a, I guess, a broad topic. You know, prior to yesterday, all of us sat and watched the mining shares just get the snot kicked out of them again this week, uh, making uh, new lows for the last 12 months in some of them. Now, granted, they're getting deeply oversold, but Eric, what's the deal? I mean, you run uh, a, a company at Kirkland Lake that's doing great, we should mention. I mean, it's definitely going the opposite direction of the rest. But aren't, if you're a mining company and you've survived the last five years, isn't your balance sheet pretty trim at this point? I mean, aren't you making money at $1,300 gold? I mean, what, why aren't people buying these stocks? Well, it might have to do with manipulation. Maybe, <laughs> That'd be yeah. my first thought. You know, <laughs> that, I mean, the gold stocks do weird things. I mean, you might have the price of gold down 0.2% and the stocks go down 2%. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, and it, it's just, it's so, uh, irrational. And to think that, you know, the price of gold's up, uh, goodness, almost, almost $300 from the low here. I mean, most guys' earnings would have tripled, would have doubled from there. And yet the stock prices are where they were at, at previous lows. So right. uh, the market just is not paying any heed to it because we're in this wonderful bull market for stocks, which looks like it's over, by the way. <laughs> and when you, when, when the world comes to figure out that it might be over, I think they'll start looking at the precious metal equities again. And there's a good 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 reason to think it might be over. I mean, we had a dollar, you know, U.S. dollar rally, and all of a sudden it they did a huge reversal yesterday. Uh, it's weak today. Uh, I don't know why anyone would have much confidence in that currency, to be honest. And I, I've said it probably a hundred times on, on our chats that, the one thing I feel most secure about is that the U.S. government's broke, and it's just going to play out. I mean, it, and it could have it have disastrous consequences, but it's going to play out. I mean, it, 
everything's underfunded. So why would we think the currency is strong? I mean, thank God they're competing with, comparing it to other lousy currencies. But right. um, it's like the longer run outlook, and yes, we all can say, you know, I want to stay in the market. Um, the, the fear of missing out, you know, well, you know, maybe there's no there's no fear of missing out anymore. Probably the fear is, is being in now because we're seeing some pretty dramatic declines in stocks these days. Right. And maybe, Eric, uh, we'll actually get back to that old paradigm from like 20 years ago. You know, there were growth stocks. There were value stocks. There was even growth at a reasonable price. Remember that term? Um, if we get away from this extreme growth of wanting the fangs, maybe people will return to kind of value and see value in the in the gold mining shares. And there and there is value in the shares. We know that, yeah, because we know their fundamentals are better. So, you know, it won't, it won't take much to to turn them over. So we have that to look forward to. We do, and we also have to look forward to next Friday when we get the next installment of the U.S. Employment Report. So that'll give us something to talk about then. But for now. I think we'll just go back to watching the stock market and watching gold and getting ready for the weekend. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Okay, Craig. All of us, you have a great weekend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. 